Hi, this is Gilbert Gottfried, and you're listening to the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast. Recording this on 9-11-2020 of all days. And it is Junior, Senior, Ben, and Jerry with you. And uh, Ben, take it away. Okay, guys. So what I'd like to do is before we get into the topics of the show is just take a brief moment of silence just to commemorate the men and women who both served and lost their lives that fateful day in 2001. Um, so if that's okay with everyone here on the panel, can we just take a brief moment of silence? Okay. I think that, uh, I think it just deserved that little bit of respect, but we have some great topics coming up, um, in this show. So Mark, do you want to start with the introductions? Yeah, as, as I said, you know, we've got uh, Jerry, Ben, Senior, and Junior all with you here. I'm uh, going to be talking about a wide range of stuff tonight. Uh, a few victories in the scar world as far as the, uh, the FDA situation goes, so we'll definitely talk about that here in just a bit. A um, couple of weird ones, um, shooting at a cigar store, some stuff like that. Um, I know Senior had a situation that he wanted to talk about uh, with, with someone who only smoked Davidoff. We'll, we'll get more into that uh, here in just a bit, but we'll start out with a little bit of cigar etiquette uh, over on Ben's side there. Yeah, so one of the articles that I had found, um, and I, it's labeled, I labeled the topic cigar etiquette, but it's actually just etiquette in general. It just involves a cigar. So what it is, um, in an article written in The Sun in UK, there was uh, a man that no one's ever heard of, uh, but apparently he was an actor and a director and a writer for a movie back in 2010, his name is Andre Popa. I think that Papa, Popa, one of the two. And what it is, is he was trying to board, he was on a plane and he was refusing to wear a mask. Now, the procedure and the policy when you're riding on the plane is that you have to wear a mask. I don't know for the entire time, but you have to at least wear a mask maybe until you sit and stuff of that nature. Um, and this guy, um, was not wearing a mask and he was just claiming, I don't have to wear a mask. I have a medical condition, so forth and so on. You can watch the video, um, on the sun.com and he's basically just being rude and obnoxious. And he just looks like a smug jackass. You really don't like this guy. And he wrote one really terrible movie and acted in it and directed it in 2010. It's about some girl who has... I don't know. She's has an emotional concern of some kind. I don't know. Anyway, so uh, so he was just he was just berating and cursing all over the plane, and he was finally kicked off. And as he was walking off, he was saying, "All you guys are effing communists. You're just sheep," and so forth and so on. So the plane applauded when he was kicked off the plane because he was just being rude. Um, I I don't know what medical condition you have that says you can't wear a mask. Uh, but I think he probably bribed a doctor to get a doctor's note just to say he had a medical condition. Clearly, he doesn't. And so what it is, he, he regularly posts himself enjoying cigars. And, and, and you can see the intro picture in the video where he's with one picture of him leaving the plane. The other one is him having a uh, Oliva Serie V a cigar in his mouth looking smug as hell. 
and he's like proud of his arrogance, basically. Um, so if you're going to behave in that fashion, that's fine. My beef with this is that don't portray yourself as a premium cigar smoker in the brotherhood or sisterhood that our community is accustomed to. It's, it's making people, you know, people already have a perception about cigar smokers in general. Um, and all he's doing is just proliferating uh, that bad stereotype. So I would not consider him a brother of the leaf or a brother of intelligence. Um, but it's, I think it's, if you're going to be enjoying cigars, it should be done respectfully and certainly not berating people on a plane and, and putting up all, you know, an episode of cursing on a plane just for that. So uh, I don't know what, if you guys had any thoughts on that. Well, first of all, it's kind of a shame that the whole mask issue has become so politicized and, and so divisive. You know, it's just kind of a shame that people can't exercise a little more, as you said, intelligence and common sense about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people are trying to cut corners and go, I don't have to wear a mask, blah, 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 blah. But you do. Um, and as long as the law says, or if the policy of the plan says wear a mask, just wear a mask. I don't know what this medical condition is, but I've, I, I've never seen a medical condition diagnosis that says, oh, if you wear a mask, it's going to be harmful to your health. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what that is. So it's BS to me, but you know, it, it sounds like he's just trying to prove he's smarter and better than everybody else. And he's not. Well, I, I think you kind of hit on a button there too, because you know what they say in show business, there's no such thing as bad press. And uh, this guy is probably going to do anything he can think of to get his name out to public. And you're right. It's just a shame he had a cigar in his mouth when he did it. Yeah. It's, you know, he's like, you know, he has a medical condition, but then he smokes cigars. So he's full of crap as it is. And on top of that, he's, I think, bringing a, a black eye to the cigar community. That's not what we're about. And that's not how uh, behavior should be, especially if you're going to represent that, that community. So. Um, yeah, and you know, if you have a medical condition that says, "Okay, you can't wear a mask," then clearly you're too sick to be outside. Um, it's true. You, you should stay home. Yeah, yeah. Well, he definitely the, has a condition. The mask is as much to protect yourself as it is people around you. So, yeah, you know, if you have the medical condition, a, a breathing condition is what I would assume that you were leaning toward then the last thing you want is COVID. So I would think you're doing, you know, everything short of putting a bubble around yourself to try to make sure that you stay healthy. Well, personally, I kind, of look, at being, yeah. personally, I kind of look at being like a seatbelt. Uh, you know, do I like the government telling me mandating that I have to wear a seatbelt? No, but common sense tells me it does give me an added measure of safety, which just makes sense to me. Yeah, it does that in the, you know, since I ride a motorcycle, there are some states like here in Maine, you don't have to wear a helmet when you ride around. So, you know, you're, you're not obligated to or by law, but it's, you know, you're also, it's your head. And I think you would want to protect it considering there's no protection around you. So it's like, regardless of law, there's also an, an intelligent decision <laughs> one exactly. way or another. Exactly. You know. And unfortunately, this guy didn't have the intelligence and had a, had a cigar in his mouth and at, the, at the same time. And uh, yeah, I don't appreciate that image either. But I think you're right, Jerry. It's it, just getting his name out there. As long as his name shows up on social media, it, right. it, it's, it's publicity one way or another. So right. I yeah. think that was his name. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. I think you at one point called him the the freak of the week. So we'll that's exactly him. right. I was going to start <laughs> a new segment that. and refer to him as freak of the week. Um, there's usually <laughs> one jackass out there causing some ruckus. Um, so yeah, you're right. I, he is labeled that for this week. He is freak well, of the week. with social media, there won't be any problems. Believe me, having the freak of the week, they're always out there. There will be plenty, plenty yes. to choose from. So on on the flip side, we, we mentioned this at the very beginning, but uh, a court has struck down key pre-market review process for premium cigars. Uh, cigar makers finally win one, and uh, it's been a long and expensive battle. But uh, what has really happened here is the subject of substantial equivalence um, has been, basically been thrown out and sent back to the FDA. They basically said, this isn't good enough. This ain't going to work. Uh, substantial equivalence was an approval process where a manufacturer could essentially say, okay, I'm submitting this new cigar. Uh, we'll call it cigar A, which happens to be very, very similar to cigar B that we produced in 2007. Right. Um, so the characteristics are close enough that it should be approved. Um, it, it's f fucking stupid is what it really is, but <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. it took an absurd amount of money and time to get a court to agree with that and, and, and dump this mess. Money. Yeah, definitely. Well, so I think first off, I don't, I might be wrong, but I'm not sure any of us here expected this type of, I mean, it's not a permanent solution. It's still just a long-term pact, but it does give us some breathing room. Um, right. You know, so, but I honestly wasn't expecting because everything that, especially Mark, you and I, we've seen articles where, basically the FDA is having their way with the industry and even with all the lobbying and cigar rights and all this stuff, it didn't seem like we were making any progress. I couldn't see it. So maybe if there was in the background and then it was Judge Mehta actually, I think who's causing a lot of the progress here because he's the one who's been <clears throat> overruling the FDA, if I'm not mistaken, like pretty much this whole time. He's like, you guys aren't providing enough evidence for me to make a judgment rule to say that you should be doing this. And it was a very sensible solution. Well, exactly right. But he's seeing the light as it were. So um, I, I think, I mean, even if it's a temporary victory, even if it buys us a year or two, that's great. That's at least something to get some more, you know, evidence out there or, and show, listen, your process is expensive and doesn't produce any positive results. Yeah. Uh, Rocky Patel was quoted as saying, this has been a well thought out and hard fought battle for saving the premium cigar industry. And finally, we can focus on what we do best. Uh, Robert Levin, who owns Ashton, uh, he was quoted as saying, you know, it's long and very expensive court case, but the premium cigar industry should celebrate the CRA and the Premium Cigar Association um, who financed the lawsuit and we picked the right attorney to represent us. Not having to submit pre-market approval filings uh, will allow our small industry to survive, prosper, and grow. Yeah. So definitely some one of the first bits of good news to come out of uh, this in a FDA long time, thing. long overdue. Yeah, this should have is. come to the conclusion five years ago. Yeah, because it, it kind of felt like they were getting their, their dick knocked in the dirt there for, for quite a while. And that's painful. Uh, yes, yes, but, I would imagine so. Let me ask, so. Let me, let me ask everyone here. Go ahead. Well, the good news started a couple weeks ago when the, when the labeling, labeling got knocked down, which was, was a big victory too. Uh, the uh, substantial equivalence that they have a, a problem with is was in violation uh, to Mark. Do you have the article in front of you? There it was a violation of another act, something about procedures. 
Yeah, let me see here. Let me pull it back up. Talk amongst yourselves. Yeah, the the American Procedure Act. Yeah. Yes, there you go. There you go. So apparently, uh, I guess the court said, no, this violates that act. So it's back to you to go back and make it work. So that'll keep them scratching your heads for a while, hopefully. No. Yeah, it also. But yeah. Also said that substantial equivalence process uh, is delayed until the FDA can figure out how it pertains to premium cigars. Exactly. Uh, I thought that was uh, an interesting quote. Right. Okay, Ben, I've, I've interrupted you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you're, officially, uh, you're officially allowed to have a thought now. Yay, one thought. This is my one for the show. But I wanted to ask, and this is more so for, I guess, Jerry, um, and having been you know, the most closely related to the cigar industry in the professional sense, um, where, you know, you manufactured, distributed, marketed, then to shows and all that stuff. You were involved with Vicarious when this whole FDA business was going yeah, on. Right, right. So and, from that perspective, can you tell us, you know, did you guys notice any changes when you were working with Vicarious? Like, in other words, were there rules that were changing the game as you were producing them? Or was it, did you guys not get affected too much? Not so much because we, we, well, let's, let's, we were very quick to go ahead and get our preliminary uh, uh, applications in, and uh, that alone was about twenty thousand uh, dollars. I think the numbers they've got there is a little silly. What exactly is involved when you put in this application process? What do they want to know? Well, we we had we were actually starting because we were not here before two thousand seven. Okay. Okay. So I guess what we were doing, and we did turn over an attorney, but I guess what we actually, where we were, was a pre-market tobacco application, which is basically for the new stuff. That's one of the three ways that you can go. Was it asking so we, like we had, the similarities to, between the tobaccos? We had to provide everything as far as the blends, the amount of blends, the size of cigars, the weight of the cigars. It, yeah, it got pretty complicated. Okay. Um, does that have anything to do with a weird one? Yeah, I, I don't. What do they do with this information? They're like, okay, leaves have weight and yeah. combustible. Yes, we we had to give them information on the size of each vitola. Okay, we had to give them the, the weight of each vitola. We had to go in details about the tobacco. Uh, it's pretty complicated. It's tobacco. Like where it's, it was farmed. It's brown. It's dry. It's brown. They hang it yeah. in the in the barns. Right. It's about this long, about that round. They didn't, they didn't go for that. Okay, I'm going to be a little more specific. I like how they make it look like if one cigar is X round and then another one is slightly more round, that yeah. it could be a different thing. Like it's, it's just leaves. One has more leaves well, than the other. Like it's the well, same. Clearly what you're not understanding, if, if this one is X round and this one is Y yeah. round, the yeah. one with Y rounding is clearly packed full of drugs to corrupt the kitties. That's, that's it, true. Yeah, it's, it's got a pop. It's got a little, a little pop in it, and then, and then you've got the box press, and that just throws everything off. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, we, had, we, had to go through, we had to go through a very, very detail every vitola that we had. You know. And it cost you twenty grand for the application. Yeah, just get the application done. We used an attorney. There was no way to with college rule paper and and a and a Manila envelope. Well, maybe. <laughs> I wish it was applications. Easy than that, trust me. So, but yeah, it was, it was very detailed. It was very complicated. Well, you know how it is with government. You never get anything as simple to do. So, uh, well, 
that yeah. was my experience with it. Now, I, I have to admit, I, I didn't do a whole lot directly with it, but that's what I was told it was involved. Jerry, what is the opposite of progress? <laughs> Government. <laughs> Congress. Congress, yeah. Congress is the opposite yeah. of progress. Um, so in relation to that, to stem from that and asking everybody here, because, you know, since we're all cigar smokers, but um, from as a consumer now, because that's typically what Mark Sr. and I are, um, is, and Jerry, is we're consumers now. So has anyone noticed any changes in like where you smoke? And I don't mean like the mask thing, but I mean literally like in the, you know, the prices of the cigars or the availability of cigars. Anyone seen a change recently? I've seen a little bit of availability issues in the Memphis area. Uh, what have you noticed? The supply was not quite as, you know, the shelves are not stocked as well as they were six, eight months ago, I'll say. Yeah. Is this before so, COVID? Like you still, you still notice this thing before COVID? No, I think this has been more COVID related than anything. I don't think it's uh, the government issue or anything. As far as pricing, um, slight increases, but not uh, not anything real drastic. You, you want to see uh, drastic prices? Go go shopping with me and Jerry in Atlanta because we did that. <laughs> uh, we did that last week and came across some some fairly shocking prices. Yeah. What did you? Any examples of what you noticed that would just kind of like jump uh, off it, the tongue? The easy one, and I gave Senior this one when I saw him uh, yesterday. Uh, Padron 2000. Um, okay. Where I am, everywhere I've seen it prior to Atlanta, it's about a $5 cigar. In Atlanta, it's 10 Yeah. Um, wow. With the diesel whiskey rose cigar, which I can yep. get off cigar bid for 2 or $3 yep. a stick, is $12. Now, now granted, Each. that was a very upscale uh, cigar lounge. But, uh, yeah, their prices were, they were upscale too, believe me. But well, I let me ask you this. Yeah. No, I was gonna say, like, it, when if you're going to an upscale shop, are the prices expensive because that's that you're paying for the atmosphere, or is it the, the prices of the cigars have gone up regardless of atmosphere? In, in that particular shop, it was the the uh, atmosphere. I'm sure. Uh, I this, have noticed though, in some shops in in uh, Southern Ohio, well, I can't I can't tell you who it was now, which company it was, but one of the major companies was telling me that they were. A salesperson was telling me they had thirteen million dollars worth of cigars on back order. Uh, a lot wow. of the availability problems was due to the fact that a lot of the shops were shut down during the beginning of all this. So, uh, yeah, I think supply is probably, uh, at least from what I've seen, supply has become an issue. Uh, prices okay. in Southern Ohio have been pretty much stable. I haven't seen anything, but there is a definite shortage of cigars. Now that, okay. uh, that particular shop in Atlanta, they, their cigar prices were high because they had to pay for the um, the thing where you walk in the door and you have to stare at the tablet that takes uh, your temperature. So they had to pay for that thing, for yeah. sure. So is, is it fair to say that with all this new FDA regulations that it's affected perhaps importing the actual tobacco with all the rules and regulations like the like Dominican Republic and, and Nicaragua just you know, aren't able to either produce or ship to us because of FDA interference? I, I can't really think I could put it on the FDA right now. I think a lot of it, again, is just fact, due to the fact that a lot of the uh, factories were shut down. And uh, I'm sure okay. they ran through whatever stock they've had. And uh, I, I'm sure a lot of them are struggling to catch up right now. 
But again, up okay. here, I have not seen any leaps in prices. And that place in Atlanta that Mark and I went into, when we, we first walked in, we got to look like, oh, dear, let's watch them in the humidor. Oh, I see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you sip saucer oh, with a, you sip tea with a pinky out kind of thing, yeah. Oh, dear. Fancy. Get you, a, get you a powdered wig. Yeah, right. You got uh, it. Okay, fair enough. So, a, um, and this, this story covers a lot, but... A man, age 35, has been charged with attempted homicide in a cigar store shooting. And uh, as of the writing of this article, was still on the lam. I have to get an update on whether he's been caught now or not. But anyway, um, he goes into a uh, Cigars International, actually, of all places on... Uh, uh, where is this? Nazareth Four. Hike. Yeah, 4,000 Which is in uh, Pennsylvania. In, uh, yeah, Pennsylvania. Uh, they have a mask requirement um, due to COVID-19. Uh, the gentleman said, well, this is not state mandated. And the shop owner basically said, I don't care if it's state mandated. You know, it's it's my choice as a shop owner. Uh, the clerk did offer to deliver cigars out to the individual's car. Um, I'm avoiding saying his name because his, his name is Zaboro. Wowski or some weird shit like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but the man took two cigars and left without paying. Uh, the clerk followed him out. Uh, Zabrowski pulled a semi-automatic handgun, fired one shot in the air, two shots at the clerk. Uh, people were sitting outside. Uh, they wound up getting, uh, let's see, uh, shots were fired. No one was hit, but it is attempted homicide just due to people sitting outside and the attempt to shoot the clerk. So apparently he was a very bad shot. Um, <laughs> well, to be I hope he wasn't aiming for but I hope he was, never know. you know, you never know. But he's up for attempted homicide, aggravated assault, and robbery. And, oh, also possession of a firearm when... Oh, wait, no, I read that wrong. So it is attempted homicide, aggravated assault, and robbery. So I'll edit that so that I sound much smarter. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but <laughs> this article is a weird uh, combination of I hate mask meets cigars meets handguns. Uh, yeah, was, what's, what's I'd be glad it was in uh, the Northeast and not in the South. Had been in the south, uh, some of the people outside had probably took him out. That's very <laughs> true. Say, they Everybody carries a gun here. They, yeah. they don't care. They do not care. Fellas, what's oh. the difference when you walk in the store that has a sign that says no shirt, no shoes, or, or no mask? Uh, that, that's you know, what I've been saying the whole damn they, time. Like, they have, no difference. They have the right to establish the standards for their customers, you know? Yeah. That's but, true. And, Unfortunately, not like no shirt, no shoes, this whole mask thing again has become so politicized. It, look, everyone's told to wear the mask. I, I don't think anyone wants to wear a mask wherever they go. There was a time where we didn't have to, and I think we want to get back to that simpler time. But, you know, if there are cases on the rise, and as inconvenient as it is, if you just do it, you can still go in and shop and do whatever business you need to do, and you don't have to pull out a semi-automatic herring gun and shoot a clerk. <laughs> it's just that simple it's really that simple um i, I completely agree with you i don't know i don't understand it why would you, you waste getting arrested for two cigars and uh, how what, what were you trying to steal they can't be that good 
<laughs> I don't think any cigar is good Your enough to go stupidity. to prison for. Well, it's just, I hope he got more than Gurkha. It's become, <laughs> it's become such a divisive subject, and people are so spun up on this. You know, I saw a guy that uh, po I saw a posting on social media not too long ago said, when you see someone not wearing a mask, they're fighting for your freedom. Thank you. Okay. Nope. <laughs> not really. Not yeah. particularly, no. <laughs> well, they're just stupid. Yeah. Um, I, no, I, I, think, I don't think it directly affects my safety as much as, well, his health or her health. So, you know, I'm going to be fine. You know, if you if you don't wear a mask, that that doesn't really. It's kind of a you thing, <laughs> as it were. But you know, say lobby. I think there are people out there that would protest if they were asked to do anything. If they said you have to wear white shoelaces, there would be protests. It's just yeah. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter what you ask them to do. I have to do something ever so slightly different. Uh, nope, I'm going to protest and wear a gun to the outside, and I'm going to you know run the streets and yell at everybody and curse at people on planes. I think there are people who, who would look for any opportunity to behave that way, whether it's a mask. If it wasn't the mask, it'd be something else. They would be yeah. finding a way to curse on the plane. So jackass yeah. is a jackass. But, you know, again, we've, we've, had, we've been dealing with no shirt, no shoes service for years, and I don't remember anybody getting shot over it, you know? Uh, again, everything. <laughs> it is. I, I'm yeah, just, people I, have just I don't lost know. their yeah. minds. I can't walk around pantsless as much as I'd like to. You can't do that. There's laws and, and stuff like that. So what the hell? One more piece of clothing. Well, I feel bad for Whatever. you. I can't. I'm retired. Damn it, Jerry. We can't all be <laughs> retired pantsless men just running around cigar shops. <laughs> it's just, it's just pantsless Fridays, okay? <laughs> You've got what was it, Hawaiian t-shirt Thursdays and then pantsless right. Fridays. Is that what it's, it's, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. No. Every day is Hawaiian shirt day in Jerry's world. Every day is Hawaiian. That's right. I've never seen you without a Hawaiian shirt. Hey, why be a crow when you be a peacock? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting here in my Hawaiian shirt now with no pants. You guys are going to say, well, I, was gonna say <laughs> I, I, I can't say much on Hawaiian shirts because I do have a drawer full of them. <laughs> uh, we all have at least one, whether we wear it or not. It sits there because we know someday... We're going to take out that shirt when the timing is right. I mean, it won't ever be I right, mean, but when the timing's right. One, two, 14, what's the difference? Right. What's the difference? Well, it happened to me a long time ago, and I've never looked back. So. <laughs> I took my pants off once, never going back. <laughs> well, actually, I was talking about so the throat. Let's, let's move on oh, to some yeah, yeah, stuff yeah. here. So, yep. Right. so uh, senior, senior had a, a little... Adventure with a gentleman at a campground the other day. I'll let him tell the story whoa, here. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I did praise whoa. that really, really badly. You did praise that. Whoa, <laughs> senior. I'm not here to judge you, but you know, is there yeah, well, you know, is there gunplay involved? <laughs> no, actually, I didn't have to pull a gun. It, it didn't you, get to that. Were you wearing pants? <laughs> uh, yes, I had. Well, shorts. Does that count? Yeah, close yes. enough. Short they were shorts, but you know, short pants. Yeah. Well, it actually became a teaching experience. Well, camping is one of the few things that you can still do right now. And overall, I read an article that camping is up over 600% right now. So you Jesus got a lot Christ. of people. People are buying campers and RVs and things like that. And this one so, came tooling in. I mean, it was huge. Big Class A motorhome. Uh, still had the 
dealer tag on it, so you know it's brand new. And the guy's got his little crossover Lexus uh, dragging it behind it. <laughs> and well. normal normal people would stop up at the office and disconnect the tow vehicle and all that so you didn't do it and hold everybody else up once you got in to the campground because it's one road in that just circles back and then you back into your spot or there's a couple that are pull through which he should have had but anyway he he gets it unhooked and he's struggling getting in there and i was smoking a cigar imagine that so I set my cigar down and I walked over and asked him if he needed an extra set of eyes to help him get back in. And we did. He, uh, he was almost my age, but he was trying to be a hipster, you know, and he's like, uh, Oh, I saw you smoking. And, uh, I said, yeah. And I asked him, I said, do you smoke cigars? And he's like, yeah, I only smoke Davidoff. <laughs> what? And, and I'm like, you know, I'm like, well, that's too bad. <laughs> and I swear you would have thought I said something about his mother. <laughs> really? The look I got, he was just like, you obviously don't know anything about cigars. That was the problem. Oh, you weren't sufficiently impressed. A, I was like, well, move, I know a little bit. And I started <laughs> talking to him and then. I told him about cigar tipsters and supposedly he was going to listen. So I told Mark, if he gets a nasty email after that, I know who it's from, but, um, wow. We, we started talking cigars a little bit and I said, yeah, you know, uh, get, hang on a uh, second. Okay. I, I just got an email. That the subject line is you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that, that, was, uh, that was, that was quick. That, that wouldn't wow. surprise me. He's listening live. <laughs> but um, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> you weren't expecting that, Senior, were you? No, I wasn't expecting that one. But anyway, <laughs> I, I decided, okay, we're going to see how far I can take this. I told him, you know, with cigar tipsters, I said a lot of times we get uh, samples from uh, – brands and stuff like that that they're testing blends and stuff like that to market and i said you know i've got some but you know since you only smoke davidoff then you know i'm sure you wouldn't be interested and he's like well he kind of piqued up his interest and he's like well, well what do you got and i said well we've got some samples from a uh big brand i said i can't reveal who it is right now because you know it's still in the testing phases it's a um but it's a blend they're testing before it goes to market and uh, before it goes to full production. Oh, well, I, I'd love to try one of those. So now he smokes something other than Davidoff. So I uh -oh. went and got him a cigar and he lights it up and we're talking about it. And he's like, man, this, this is good. They, they need to produce this. They, you know, this is really good. And he's like, uh, you can't, uh, you can't tell me who makes it. No, no. I, you know, I, I let him on for a long time. And then finally I told him, I said, look, I said, I'm on level with you. I said, that cigar you're smoking right now <clears throat> is a house blend from a shop in Memphis that sub $3. <laughs> wow. wow. His face went totally blank. Now Junior, <laughs> Junior will tell you. He, Junior smoked one of these yesterday. They're 
a well-made cigar. They're well-packed. The bands are, there's no band on them, but the wrapper is a real nice wrapper. It, we've come to the conclusion more of us than it being a house blend. It's probably just an overran, overrun that they're letting that shop sell as a house blend that was, right. you know, possibly right. something else. But right. yeah, by the end of this, he's wanting to know where the shop is and if I thought they would ship him some of these. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You uh, are. His, his experience with Davidoff, but I mean, so I, I guess my question is, have you guys ran into that before? I know you, you deal with cigarette smokers and they're, they're brand loyal to a fault, but I've never yeah. really seen that much, you know, an occasional cigar smoker, you know, in the whole time we were in and out of Patriot, I think I remember one guy that was pretty locked in on one cigar, but now if somebody giving one of something else, he would smoke it. But this guy was, he was adamant when we first started talking about him and his Davidoffs. Well, you said he pulled up in a brand new Class A motorhome, which I just assume is a big, expensive motorhome. And then he had a oh, Lexus yeah. on it's the back. You. It's so he had the Lexus, run had in, the little trophy wife, the whole bit. I have run into many people like that. And what it is, it's chasing keychains. It's chasing an image. And Davidoff is a popular image because it show, if you smoke Davidoffs, that means you spent money on cigars. It shows you you have a padded bank account or investment. Let, Nobody really give, gives a shit, but that's what it's showing. Let's give this guy a name, okay? He is a cigar snob. And it seems oh, like absolutely. almost any group absolutely. that you get around will have one of those. Uh, one, one of the, uh, the local smoke shops around here has a young fellow comes in who's about 30, and his conversation starts off something like, well, I usually bring my $200 Dunhill lighter, but tonight I forgot it. But, you know, I did bring some of my Davidoffs and, you know, holy crap. Okay. <laughs> oh, look, I, I'm glad you mentioned that. He did come out of his uh, big motor home with a yeah. real elaborate lighter and cutter. I didn't, oh, you yeah. know, doing the social distancing thing. I wasn't close enough to see the, yeah. the labeling on them, but you, you could tell they were, they were pricey for sure. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, his butane torch burns hotter than everyone else's. In yeah. my ramblings, in my ramblings in cigar industry, I've been in many shops and I have run across many snobs. Trust me. So, I, I guess I've been fortunate and not. Uh, which, being in the South, there's there's not as many. I don't think. Yeah, no. that's how he met me. Oh, I think yeah. you're everywhere. I think you're everywhere, my friend. I think uh, every shop has at least one. Yeah, I think. I think it's a shame, really, because you don't have to be a cigar stop. You don't, there's no need for it. There's no benefit to doing it. You may as well, if you don't, if you're not an expert in cigars, even if, especially if you are, you're usually more humble about it. Like, I, I like multiple brands. I think each one of us here like multiple brands. There may be some oh, yeah. brands we just like as go-tos. Like, I, I'm just a fan of that brand. Yeah. But it's not like Good I only, only smoke that brand because they're expensive. Like, I only smoke Padrones because they're expensive. It doesn't yeah. matter what it's called, Pedro. It doesn't matter what the tobacco is. Right. If that well, cigar smoked like a Gurkha, they would still buy it because it's an expensive brand. That's what you're. That's what you're I. Uh, as I as only, a, I only smoke Gurkha because I enjoy the smell of cow shit. <laughs> <laughs> only, only Gurkha. Now, now, Junior, I've seen you smoke some pretty good cigars, but as a follow-up to that conversation, though, I only smoke Davidoff cigars. 
<laughs> there was about a half dozen guys sit there, and one of them said, well, you know what, I really don't like those. And everybody else is saying the same thing. Yeah, we don't think they're all that good. <laughs> <laughs> it, they ain't worth the money, you know. <laughs> well, you and, like and them, that's, that's it. great, but, you know, I'm not going to pay $25 for a Davidoff when I can get at least three other cigars that, in my opinion, are as good, if not better. Absolutely. You know, it's an image. It's an image. It's chasing yeah. an image. That's what it's about. The cigar snob. That's right. And I, I think it's superfluous and unnecessary. You don't have to be a cigar snob. We, if you ask anyone in the cigar industry and at any level, from the maker to the distributor to the consumer, we'll all, well, any humble cigar smoker will admit we don't know shit. We may know a lot, but we'll all admit we don't know anything because it's just right. it's a humble way of approaching the conversation because there's always something you can learn. That's the that's the, oh, the, the virtue of cigars. That there's always something more you can learn. I'm trying. I'm talking with Mark about this, and actually, Jerry, I'm going to place this question on you because you're the man with the Hawaiian shirt and no pants. So, <laughs> um, it's cigar ring gauge is yeah. sixty fourths of an inch. Yeah. Why is it sixty fourths of an inch? You got it on me, buddy. I don't know. That's what it is, though. I have been trying to figure that out, and I honestly, if, if, if you so far, haven't answer, been able to find an answer. If if you come up with an answer for that, let me know. I have no idea. I wish I could help you out with that. We all know what it is, and we all use right. that metric. We all know but I always know why is it because it's not like sixty-four millimeters is an inch. No. You know, an inch is twenty-five, doesn't, whatever. But doesn't have anything to do with, with metrics or anything like that. I absolutely do not know. That's a good question. I'll do my research, brother, and get back with you on that one. Okay. We have about two thousand years of cigar experience between us, and if there's something we don't know, I will. I am excited to not know that answer because now I get to research and find out what it is. I'm thrilled to be ignorant about that because I get to learn something new. Go, I don't give a shit whether it's a Davidoff. Yeah, I will, you know what? I'm going to figure it out and get back to you. But we're going to talk well, about no, that next show. Maybe the problem is we should not be the cigar tipsters. We should be the upscale cigar tipsters. What do you think? That's what it is. We should be less cigar snipsters. There you go. go. Less <laughs> cigar tipsters. Cigar I was like, I kind of like the no pants attitude myself. Um, <laughs> relax. Just relax. <laughs> That's what it's supposed to be about, fellas. It really is. You know, everybody, you, all you guys know my definition of, of, of a uh, cigar. Junior, you remember it? What's a cigar? Definition. Smoke. The definition? Oh. Um, Gosh, you've told it to me a hundred times. It's a portable campfire. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, you've, oh, I've true. heard it a hundred times. But yeah, it especially really the Kentucky yeah. fire cured. Well, obviously, you see how much uh, Junior listens to me. Then. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great yeah. definition because what do guys do when they're smoking cigars? They fellowship, right? Find something to come and talk about. That's right. Yeah, sure. Well, so, uh, that but, makes a lot of sense. So, I don't know, three, four, might have been a week ago, Ben sends me a picture. Hey, I'm about to smoke this, and it's a Kentucky fire cure. Oh. <laughs> so, a friend of mine, senior, I know. I'm not going to dog on you on that because you only smoke Kentucky Fire Cured. But yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. But so my friend of mine sent me that. Um, he's more of a pipe smoker, but he sent me that. He wanted me to review it. So I wrote a review on it and, and sent it to him. And he replied, quote, it's the most elegant way I've ever read someone saying they don't like it. <laughs> 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 because I, it was just so like, I liked it, but I had to like dance. Now, I actually, I'll be honest, I did actually like enjoy it for what it is. I think whatever Kentucky Fire cured the process is, I think Jewish State made a really good smoke it, for that, for what it is. Um, 
as an everyday smoke, maybe not. But as a change of pace, I actually did enjoy it. So I won't be, I'm not going to dog on it. Ben, you actually you smoke the whole cigar? It was a Toro. It was maybe a Grand Toro. It was massive. Oh, no, a double Corona, I think is what it was. Something okay. of that size. But it was, it was a two and a half, two hour smoke. Wow. Yeah. Ben, my face was Kentucky Fried Jerk. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ben, no, no that's fine. Listen, I enjoyed it. Ben, did you ever run across a, a Lucia Black? Uh, it's a it's a I have once in the past. Okay. It's the only <laughs> other other cigar that has uh, Kentucky Fire Cure in it, to the best of my yeah. knowledge. Yeah, but yeah. it's yeah. only time one of five tobaccos that are in that cigar. The Lucia Black has just a sliver of the uh, Kentucky Fire tobacco in it, and for me, it was a much better balance. But uh, yeah, now, because I like it's so Lucia potent. Black. But I won't smoke okay. KFC. No, I, I'm with you guys. I, it's too much for me. It's a lot. It really, it, it, it's uh, the way I described it in the review was imagine sitting around a campfire and the fire's burning and you grab one of the logs <laughs> and then you try to smoke that. That's, it's that kind of pungent. Like if you lift the log up and then try to smoke that. Mm -hmm. it's that do, you have, do you have a barbecue <laughs> grill? I used to, yeah. Yep. You have That's a barbecue grill? for a grill? few days. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, go lick the grates on it, and you'll uh, <laughs> same exact taste. It's a toothy character wrapper. It's very toothy wrapper. Yeah, a bits of yeah. charred beef and and pork. <laughs> pork on the side. Mostly char. Yeah, Mostly but char. a lot yes, of char. char. Yeah, seared tobacco. Yeah, anyway, I remember I the the first time I ever tried to smoke it. I smoked about a quarter of it and threw it away it is it's one of my least favorites that it's well it's not there are some people who love that stuff and more power to yeah them. i mean i've got a friend that lives different. in new york that loves them you know tim oh wait a minute he, uh, really enjoys them. the guy who plays guitar and drives the drives the trucks also no that's uh dusty or warren uh this guy's uh he lives oh shit i can't think of the town up there in new york but uh oh, okay he was actually he did some reviews and stuff for us on cigar tipsters at one time yeah first way, way back in the day but uh, i think it's yeah, Waverly, it's, new york yeah waverly that's it it is it is but now he loves it he which he also rated the gurkha seduction of 10 so that well hell of a lot. <laughs> well you know, that was just, maybe. just remember, just remember, there's a cigar for everyone, okay? Did, sure. did this friend of yours recently buy a Class A motorhome? <laughs> Not that did I know recently, did, did he recently Not purchase a Lexus per chance? Okay, I just want to make sure. Now, the Lexus is maybe the motorhome, I doubt. But, uh. Okay, okay, that's fine. We only judge here. <laughs> we only, <laughs> we only judge. Yeah. That story is one of the coolest stories I've heard, which is in relation to actually the last topic on our agenda as far as being judged for smoking cigars. Actually, it was not you being judged so much as you judging him. <laughs> so somebody was judged, but not so much you. Like, no, no, I'm going to judge you now. This is how this is going to go. <laughs> you I actually had not. a lot of fun with it. I, I did. How long did you lead him on to make him believe uh, that he was smoking half of the cigar? <laughs> I let him smoke half the cigar before I told him what it was. He genuinely didn't know. He did. He so in other words, no, this refined he, he could palette not of his tell couldn't figure it out. That this was not a really good cigar. Now, like I said, for for what it is, 
it's actually an excellent cigar. For, I've smoked some three and four dollar cigars that are great. I mean, yeah, for what, for what you're paying is perfect. And Junior can attest to it being, you know, well made and well constructed. So I mean, uh, the house yeah, it was it was a, good overall. It, it was an it was easy enough to sell to him that it was a a test blend. If you really were a primary Davidoff smoker and that was your palate, that that quote unquote exponentially refined, he should have said, "Nope, I'm not. I'm, that doesn't." Mm -mm. He should have immediately yeah, that, turned it no, away. That, that that but it if he, it's like saying, "I only eat," you know. Angus beef burgers, I and mean, you give them a McDonald's, and they go, "Yeah, it's pretty good." That's that's it, it, it's not it's not the same. You should be able to differentiate. But if you're just chasing the band, then wrap those Davido well, wrap those three dollars cigars in Davidoff and charge them twenty five dollars a piece. Now that was one of my questions to him when he said he only smoked Davidoffs, and you know, after he got off the initial shock of me saying it was too bad. <laughs> Was you know? That's do you bad. eat the same meal every day? Do you drink the same drink every day? You know, is, is that all you point. eat or all you drink? And he's like, you know, looking at me like I'm stupid at this point. Which it's yeah. a fair <laughs> question. Let's let's take and this it, conversation a little further too. How, how many of you guys have had been lectured on evils of smoking? Oh yes, <laughs> I get. Usually yes. when I'm camping, you know, I'm sitting outside there and feet up and something to drink and cigar going and I, I get some looks from the people passing by and it's usually the the older crowd surprisingly yeah and uh I, i've had when, when a couple that i've i've had a couple of occasions where you know somebody mentioned something about the cigar or somebody that's a hundred feet from me is coughing out in the road because the right. cigar yeah, smoke sure. is getting to them. Did, but had they approached you or was it just very much stereotypical, you know, waving their hands in the air, like you're trying to waterboard them or whatever. And oh, it's, yeah. It's not bad I, at all. More of that. I find, I, it's been I a find most of them to be, uh, most of them to be much more on the passive aggressive side versus having the balls to actually come up to you and say something. What well, one of those happened to me more than once, and I love this, is you'll be sitting somewhere and smoking a cigar, and a guy and his wife will go past, and you'll see him slow down to ask you about the cigars, and you'll see his wife going <laughs> you know, away. So what's that? Roll bear! Roll bear! <laughs> so what do, what are you smoking there? Get over Man. here. We're gonna, I just want I just, to yeah. smell it. I just want to smell <laughs> Um, Well, I... That hasn't ever really happened. So people in Maine here are pretty laid back. So like if I'm on the beach, it's against, I, depending on the season, it's against policy, but whatever. Um, people, I've had, a, I've had a couple of people say, oh, that smells really good. They don't really know. Yeah. I mean, they may be around me, but I've not actually had anyone approach me to tell me that it's detrimental to my, I think, I think the passive aggressive piece, Mark, uh, is more of what I would, like you would hear somebody say something, but it would, you would have to be a special level of rude, like Andre Papa, whatever to to really approach someone and tell them how they live their life and make a direct comment like yeah, you yeah. smoking a cigar is killing your health i will be the judge of that and i think they know that they don't want that confrontation but i think they want you to know that they don't like it yeah i don't give yeah. a shit but i want they just want you to know yeah and i'll say i've had many more occasions where somebody will notice i'm smoking you know they may ask what i'm smoking or something like that and yeah Usually it winds up me giving them a cigar, but you know. Yeah. Oh, oh. How many of you have been asked, is it a Cuban? Oh, yeah. I had a guy uh, yeah. 
the other day asked me if it was a Cuban. And then you got to explain to them, you know, you can't buy them in the shop here. You can only bring so much in if you go, you know. Why don't we just speaking say yes? Of, speaking of that, uh, <laughs> and I couldn't believe this, and I'm glad Jerry was there to see it, but we, we stopped at a liquor store in Georgia because we're alcoholics. Uh, no, really, but... <laughs> no, I'm Irish. <laughs> He's Irish, <laughs> true. Uh, but no, uh, the Same shop thing. had uh, fake mm. Monte Cristo number twos, just in the humidor, like it was totally normal. Like, yeah. really? this is a Cuban Monte Cristo number two. And I'm like, what the hell? I think you would know if it was, I mean, you well, get on a beach, you bought them. They bought the beach, they? Any normal person would know, but some rude walking <laughs> into that store is not going to know. Well, oh, you, know, you got guys going to a liquor store, going to, they're going to a party, so they'll think, hey, I'll grab a cigar and smoke and be impressive, you know? So, well, there probably. is a Cuban Monte Cristo brand, but and you, but like 11 of the other brands are all Nicaraguan. So if you just said it's a Monte Cristo and they don't know anybody, so that Monte Cristo is, is Cuban. I mean, there are, but you well, would, you, there's a very special way to get those cigars versus just what you want, sure. Yeah, but you got to look at it. You know, that's like uh, you go into Mexico and they've got fake Cubans for days. You know, they're yeah. banded with Havana on them the whole bit. And they're as fake as a two uh, $3 bill, rather. And some of that down around Key West, uh, and Jerry might can talk to this because they're in Florida a lot. You can find them in, you know, the little shops selling them or the little <clears throat> cart outside that's selling cigars and then you know, if you say something about a Cuban, they'll reach and get a box that's under there and act like it's just legit. <laughs> yeah. No one is fake. It's fake. Yeah. It's fake. Yeah. Can't sell these to anybody, but you know, since quick, you ask, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Quick, yeah. Okay. Quick story about that. It's only forty-five dollars. Yeah. Dorian yeah. and I were in a restaurant in Miami, and we were both smoking the cigars because you can smoke in Miami. And the, the uh, server came around and he said, "Oh, I see your cigar smokers. I've got a Cuban cigar for you." Okay, <laughs> you know, so we had our dinner and brought the check out and he said, oh, I'll get your cigars. And he came back with a three pack of a Cohiba number two or Monte Cristo number two. No, they were Cohibas, I'm sorry, Ciclos. These were the most pathetic looking <laughs> counterfeits I've ever seen. They were in a box and I swear the paper, the wrapper on the cigars looked like paper, but he probably impressed the heck out of a lot of people doing that, you know? He probably prints them off at shame. home. <laughs> probably gets, he probably gets some good tips for doing that, you know? That's such a shame. But that's they were I, that's such a, how do you sleep at night with that kind of scam? I mean, honest to God. I mean, you're, <laughs> you know, you, yeah, you're so. a brother of the leaf and all that, and then you try to push on the fake. Don't, don't do that. It's just as bad to judge people who, you know, smoke fake Cubans. Oh, I'm fancy or whatever. Yeah, and then also yeah. those who, who I couldn't do that. Like as a, yeah, this as guy, a rep. This, this guy, a big tips are a part of his business. And I'm telling you, I'm sure he, he impresses a lot of people by giving Cuban cigars, you know, big yeah. tips. So oh, $3 yeah. sticks you get at the, the, the house blend is what it is. And just uh, prints off a label. That's uh, shit them out of Mexico. For oh yeah. yeah. 20 cents a piece. Yep. P.T. Yeah, Barnum exactly. said it right. There's a sucker born every minute, and that's absolutely, and that's where it's. We is. took a uh, a cruise, and we're down in Cozumel, and uh, you know, you get off the boat there, and he's selling you a three pack of Cubans for seven dollars. You know, oh, okay. You, mm. uh, how about five? You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, five dollars if you walk away. Three yeah. Cohibas for five. You know. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Special price for you for you today only. Special price. Just for you, you know. Because you're a ignore, nice guy. Ignore like the you. fact that they they spelled Kahiba wrong. <laughs> <laughs> they spelled it with a U. Kahiba. El Kahibo. El Kahibos. That was the same shop selling Rolex cigars with two X's on the end. Yeah, right. yeah that's what yeah. it is. And Pappy Fritters. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, lay off the Pappy Fritters. <laughs> I, I do enjoy a good Pappy Fritter. I will tell you that. I, I only call them Pappy Fritters. I don't even know what the original name is. I'm just going to all go. Pappy Fritters. Fritters. Nah, it's Pappy Fritter. I'm going to go. Yeah, that's Pappy Fritters. I'm going to call them and say, can I get a box of Pappy Fritters? And what the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> you having a stroke? Get out of here, you swine. Yeah, thank you. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you know that guy on Cigar Tipster. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> that some bitch on Cigar Tipster. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want that. Pat and and ben, will be, ben will be being shoved out the door screaming, they know us. Yeah. <laughs> we have an audience. Yeah. Okay. So last question, Mark. What is on? What's the last question? Um, There's one left. Oh. Your words. Um, yeah. What? What the hell's a word? I don't know. Anyway, uh, it was the alcohol one. What, what alcohol do we like to drink? And um, hang on, hang on. When you smoke, I'm going to phrase it: favorite alcoholic beverage to enjoy with your smokes. That's um, what I wrote. <laughs> that's right. That's 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 right. Uh, for me, ugh, I, I'd have to say, well. There, there are two of them, but whiskey is kind of the basic one. But uh, the one I get a lot of weird looks for is uh, I'll take a margarita with my cigar. Crushed or cubed? No, on the rocks. I don't like that crushed or that uh, frozen crap. So margarita on the rocks. He doesn't care. He just likes a little umbrellas, you know? No, that's true. Okay. <laughs> they are colorful. Follow-up question, do you have a particular pairing that you enjoy with the mark, like something that complements the margarita and the cigar, like a pairing? No. Any of them. Okay. Any of them is fine. Well, that was a good conversation there. That was... <laughs> <laughs> We're going to lengthen the shit out of this. That's great. Well, thank you all for joining us tonight. It's <laughs> <laughs> the end of that conversation. Um, senior, do you have a favorite? Uh, as far as no. the drink, okay. the drink... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, as of late, has been Woodford's Reserve. Ooh, yeah. that's good. good, stuff. good stuff. Uh, either the regular or the one I'm really liking now is the Woodford's Reserve Double Oak. It's double-aged in oak barrels. Sounds lovely. And, Neat? Uh, yes. Yes. Neat. And uh, as far as the cigar, uh, <laughs> the one I've got. <laughs> okay. It, doesn't, no, it doesn't matter as far as the cigar. You know, and I, I lean toward the more medium to full flavored cigars, and that pairs real well with the Woodfords. You like some of the uh, spice in it? Yeah, the a milder cigar will be overpowered by the Woodfords. So, you Fair know, enough. if it's a milder cigar, I'll go the coffee or uh, just a Coke Zero or something like that. But if I'm going to have the Woodfords, I want a little bit stronger cigar or. Fuller flavored, not the nicotine strength. But sure, flavored. sure. Yeah. What about you, Jerry? Like them good old Monty's? Well, 
Well, being Irish, pumpkins. you know, I, I'll go with mouthwash or rubbing alcohol. You know, we that's that's you have a you should see someone about that. <laughs> but, <laughs> it's a family tradition, okay? No, mm -hmm. actually, I'm a bourbon guy too. I'm not a bourbon snob, but I I, I do enjoy a good bottle of bourbon, and I, I always go toward the sweet bourbons. One I recently found was the Jefferson Ocean. Have you guys had that one? No. Okay. Uh, if if you like the, the sweeter bourbons, it's excellent. Uh, you know, I'm kind of a Four Roses guy, but actually, I kind of even think I like a Jefferson Ocean a little better. Uh, as far as cigars, anything in a medium range, one I really enjoy is the, the Casa Cuevas Habano. Um, okay. Let me tell you, in a year and a half, I've smoked eight boxes of those, so I must like them. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would say so. Yeah. Yeah, one of my favorites. But, yeah, uh, bourbon, leaning toward the sweet side, the Four Roses, now especially the ocean, you know. And up the mountain, or let's go back to the mouthwash. So, okay. <laughs> you know, Gerald Ford's wife used to drink rubbing alcohol because she had a problem. So, she was Irish. I'm just saying, there's a, yep, yep, yep. There's a, <laughs> there's a group you can join called IrishDrunks.com. <laughs> you know, no, that's, that's not a, that's not a group. That's a dating website. <laughs> IrishDrunks.com. Bam. Uh, yeah. What, yeah, what do you pair with that KFC? <laughs> <laughs> Lighter fluid. Like your fried Tohiba. <laughs> ben, my, my family coat of arms is a blue field with a gold lion surrounded by empty whiskey bottles. <laughs> <laughs> a drunk lion. Okay. <laughs> of course he's drunk. I know a man who was half Irish and half Scotch, and half of them wanted to get drunk, and the other half didn't want to pay for it. So, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. 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 I knew a lady that was half Irish and half Italian. She wanted to bake food and throw it at people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Get out of my kitchen. <laughs> How do we get off topic? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, that took a turn. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, this has been the uh, Cigar Tipsers podcast. We will see you in a couple of weeks. And for Jerry Sr. and Ben, we uh, bid you good night or good day or whatever the hell time it is you're okay, listening to I this. Guess, Goodbye. Uh, ben didn't get to give his pairing then. <laughs> oh, oh, I'm not. not leave him out. <laughs> oh, I'm not. Mark made this very clear before we came on the show. He said, Ben, when you go on the show tonight, just remember, nobody likes you. <laughs> so, okay, welcome to the well, Cigar Tipsters podcast. That's what, what really happens said. when you miss the last ben, one. You know. Ben, ben yeah, that's, I yep. like you, but then again, I drink a lot. So, <laughs> okay, so your your testimony is inadmissible, is what that that's means. True. Okay. Well, what I really true. said to Ben at the beginning of the mm -hmm. show was, on Zoom, I have to admit everyone into the meeting, so I have to make that's the true. conscious choice to allow you to come in. <laughs> and I saw his name pop up, and it said Ben wants to join. And honestly, I thought about it. You know, I'm like, what do you want to do? <laughs> There was a there was a moment of silence even before the we did on the show of him like really thinking about it. He's like, I could just swipe left and never tell him and just close it off. <laughs> he would never know the difference. And I would just, I'm sorry, I would just send him a message and say technical difficulties and he'd never know. <laughs> I will email you through cigar tips and say, you son of a bitch. <laughs> while I'm listening, while listening live, like they're talking about Please. shit right now. I could be on that joke. Please, please use a different subject line. I've already had that subject line once tonight. <laughs> but, but Ben, in all fairness, what is your pairing? Okay. Well, recently I've discovered, um, well, one, in relation to Irish, I do like a good Irish coffee. I know it's cliche, 
but I only smoke Irish coffees. And um, but I have a bottle of uh, Buffalo Trace bourbon, and then I bought a box of Charter Oak Maduro, the Rothschild. So it's a four and a half by 50, like a short Robusto. And the flavors on that cigar with that bourbon, to me, meld really well. So that's, that's what I've recently discovered. That, that's a good cigar. I've been very impressed with that one. Charter Oak, yeah. Uh, he, Nick Melillo is doing some great work, so yes, I'm going to be ordering more of those. Yeah, I had, nice the, uh, I had that one for the first time in Atlanta last week, and it's really, really good. Um, it is good. I will be hunting those down. Awesome. Now, have you man. tried uh, Four Roses, uh, Ben? I actually haven't. I've had people tell me to, and I just simply yeah, have been too if drunk. You like, <laughs> <laughs> if you like the Buffalo Trace, the, the Four Roses is, is a good uh, Is it the same dis- distillery, or is like no brand no it's different altogether uh no. yeah i don't think it's the same distillery but it's no uh, it's not similar flavor profiles yeah okay okay well i'll give four roses a shot next then one yeah. uh one quickie before we go a friend of mine who who's a big big drinker not irish surprisingly but a uh, big drinker uh likes the whiskey the bourbon the scotch she bought a um a bottle of scotch called lagerluven uh lager love and some i don't know i don't know lager about scotch. yeah that um, <laughs> apparently it's the the scotch that ron swanson drinks on parks and Rec, but i wouldn't know because i've never watched the show but okay. she's obsessed with it and she bought that and hated it so she paid 130 dollars for a bottle of scotch <laughs> that she hates <laughs> uh, it's got a really really smoky flavor to it because apparently yeah, it the place where it's grown is um full of wait a minute that didn't make any sense i just said the place where it's grown you don't grow liquor you make it <laughs> anyway uh the place where it's produced that's a better way to say it um has a like a there's peat moss everywhere so the water everything is affected by the flavor of the peat moss and apparently that puts this smoky flavor in the scotch i actually liked it you know it's first time i ever had 130 dollars scotch but um not bad but she hated it so be careful what did it have kind of a us. did it have like a licorice flavor to it uh, maybe a little bit of a black licorice type okay. taste. Oh, but yeah, as opposed to the red licorice, then, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, if if you guys didn't know, we have very refined palates. Um, I can tell. I, uh, Those house blends really must refine you. To- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll be sitting there. You'll be sitting there picking out uh, peat moss and periwinkle. Not me, man. I'm still drinking mouthwash. I don't even know what. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's like uh, what? It's a little minty. Yeah, Jerry likes to pair with Listerine. There, with there his, you go. With just yeah. the cigars, the Listerine, though. Stick with the yeah, oh, yeah. no, yeah, you don't want the gold one. Oh no, you don't want that stuff. That shit can take rust off a bumper. Yeah, he likes the gold Listerine. That's what it is. Yeah. That's, that's old school. That's Listerine on steroids, right there. Your Listerine twelve year, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's, uh, 12 year aged listerine yeah you want to know what uh feeling the burn feels like yeah gargle <laughs> that shit <laughs> uh, but anyway now that we've allowed ben to actually have an opinion um i guess we'll shut I, it down I tonight one, i have an opinion but uh as uh, for the, <laughs> the second time tonight uh on behalf of us all uh Good night and good day, and we'll see you in a few weeks. See you in a bit. This is the Cigar Tipsters Podcast.